All right, let's begin. Yesterday's daf was number 22. Today is number 23. We'll do a review of yesterday's daf. Get to today's. So have a mind. Our learning should be a schuss for Rufo Shlema, for Yitzchak ben Rezel, for Adas Basronia, for Michal Abib Bas Yudis, for Amy Basoro, Sarah Bas Yechever, and all also need a Rufo. And with that, we'll get right to the review of yesterday's daf. We're starting. Um, the uh, with the flower pot. Once you're talking about a flower pot, we want to know more and more about flower pots. So basically, um, so you have a flower pot that belongs to uh, one individual, and the plant belongs to the other, a different individual. That's the plant that's in the flower pot. Again, we're talking about always an knuckle where there's a hole in, in the bottom of the flower pot, and it does draw some new some new nutrients connection. It has a connection even without a root going through to the ground underneath it. Anyway, so the halacha is uh, basically if you if the uh, um, if the owner of the um, of the flower pot sells his flower pot to the owner of the plant, so then all he needs to do is a mashicha and he's acquiring because flower pot is a portable object, the mashicha pulling it makes it yours by portable objects and that's fine. But if it's the reverse where the plant owner is selling the plant to the uh, flower pot owner, so the, he can't acquire it that way. He has to acquire it with the way land is acquired, because this qualifies as land. And picking it up, you, that's one of the That's not a way to pick up, you know, you can't just pick up land. It doesn't work that way. So even though this is pick upable, it doesn't really count. So you have to do king and chazaka, and that's the story. Um, he has to do a, a chazaka on the zrayim. Um, what if it, you you have the flower pot and the plant belonging to one person, and he wants to sell it to another? So the kinyan of the chazaka on the plant will work for the flower pot as well, and that's the rule of nechasim she'in the machrais nikunim nechasim she'yesh machrais with kesef star chazaka. Of course, money would have worked also, so we'll have document. But the kinyan main kinyan here is chazaka. What if he took a made a chazaka only on the flower pot? Not only did he not acquire the, uh, the the plant in it, but he also didn't acquire the flower pot, because that's not a way to acquire a flower pot. Um, you have to do chazak in the plant. Now, next discussion was, what if there's a hole in the ground, and that's over the land of Eretz Yisrael, but the branches are going into Chotarot. So, it's Machlok Zabai and Rav Abai says that you go by the hole, and Rav says you go by the branch. Now, if, however... That's because there was no roots. But if there is a root, so then everybody would agree that it goes by the roots. So it's only when there's no roots, so then there's a dispute. Frank the Gemara, really, when there's no when there's roots, there's no dispute. But we have a Mishnah in Bamatsia, Mishnah talks about two gardens. That's a step between the gardens. One's owned by one person, the other by the other. And there's a plant coming out of the wall of the step, sideways, a sideways plant, which has its root. Um, coming out from uh, one side and the airspace is in the other side. They can't hear it. They said, is the volume is turned off? Are you muted? Me? Uh, the volume, you can't hear me? I don't know. <coughs> is it better? I asked them if they can hear. Can you hear anything? I don't know. Then I can hear them either. You could unmute them. Well, he's not, Yudus Savitsky's not muted. I know, but he's, 
Chweisnest. I don't know. What what is is oh, join audio. I see. One second. Let me oh, you see. You see. Okay. Yeah. Maybe now you can hear. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you, Rabbi. Sorry about that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank okay. me. Thank me. I was the one who helped. But okay, <laughs> right, it's fine. All right. Better. Okay. So we're in the review. Um, we're uh, middle of the page on Davchav Beis and Aleph. We're talking about the two gardens, one on top of another, with a vegetable growing out of the wall of the upper one into the airspace of the lower one. According to a mayor, it belongs to the upper one because after all, that's where the root is. And according to a view, that it's in the airspace of the lower one. It belongs to the lower, the the, the land of the lower one. So uh, doesn't it, you see that even when it's an actual root, there's a dispute. Gemara says that um, there is that we explain the difference, and that's why. Mayor says <coughs> the upper one wants to pull out away his dirt. There's no plant, and the other one and Rav Yudha says yes. And if the uh, lower person wants to, like I said yesterday, level the playing field by filling it with dirt, it also uh, there'll be no plant. So uh, they both uh, have claim. Uh, as opposed to over here, where the plant is rooted in Eretz Yisrael, even if the branches go out to Chutzaret, it would not uh, be a question. It would go by the root. Now Rav Yudha says. Um, oh no, so that's the story with that. So the Gemara says, really? There's still a case that, that seemingly with rooting where there is a dispute. It talks about a tree, partially in Eretzor, partially outside of Eretzor, and it's a mixture of Tevel and Chulam mixed together, um, according to Rabbi, and according to Rishon Gamliel, the one that's in the Chayev side, meaning Eretzor is Chayev, the branches, and the branches in uh, in the Pater side is Pater, so, which basically sounds like that you're following the branch. Um, um, so the Gemara says, no, no, no. It, part of the roots are in Israel, part of the roots are outside of Israel. What's the Pshan and Reb Shem Gamliel? The idea is, is that we're talking about over here where there's a rock separating the tree, the middle of the tree. So the tree is, has roots on one side of the rock, roots on the other side of the rock, and the rock separates between Eretz Israel and Chutzarts. So the, so the, so according to, basically, according to Rebbe, uh, once it goes to the trunk of the tree and mixes together, there's no way of saying which uh, root is connected to which fruit. That doesn't you can't draw the line. And according to um, according to Rabbi Gamliel, that's not true. Um, if all underground, it's only on one side, so they'll tend to be that those fruits are going to be going up on that side as well. Um, and that's the story. Okay, took us to the next thing, which was. The opinion of Rabbi Yudhavim in the Mishnah that you can't write on erasable paper or erased paper or on a diphtera. So we explained that there are three types of hide. It's called matzah, chifa, and diphtera. What are these? There are different levels of unfinished hide before you reach the parchment level. So you have the matzah, which is basically nothing done to it. It's not been salted. It's not been... Um, they didn't put the flour on it um, in the processing. And they also didn't do what's called uffets. Uffets is where they uh, put the gallnut tanning process. So what's it relevant uh, for the, the, the matzah case? Um, it's for carrying on Shabbos, and the shear is enough to, to protect the weight. They used to wrap the weights to make sure that they don't get knocked around. They would wrap it with um, the, this piece of leather, the raw piece of leather. Um, and the smallest weight is a quarter of a quarter of pumpetisa, which is today. Okay. 
Chifa um, is the middle one, which Maliach, without the Kamiach and without the Afitz. And that's also for carrying. And the Shir is the amount to make a Kamea. Rashi explains that it's not actually, it's for holding a Kamea. It's like a pouch. Um, and the Diftera is for writing a Get. Again, where it's as Maliach, Kamiach, Benat Afitz which is basically not fitting in with reviewed the Bemsiru, says that you cannot write again on a diphthora. Okay. Chum say it's kosher, who are the Chacham, it's Rebbe Lazar. Why is Rebbe Lazar say it's okay? Because Rebbe Lazar says, Edom Yisiri goes by the witnesses that saw the transfer. It doesn't matter uh, the signature, it's not the document itself, it's the, and the witnesses that read it, they know exactly what was written in when they transferred it, and therefore it's perfectly fine. Um, we, you know, they know what was said when it was handed over. No conditions, no no issues. Okay. So Rabbi qualifies this and says that even Rabbi would not say that it's acceptable unless it's right away. But if it's ten days later, maybe they forgot a condition that was there and the condition was erased out of it. So Rabbi Yechonon says not true. Even ten days later, if there was a condition, they would know about it and remember it even ten days later. Rabbi Lazar also put a qualifier and says that Rabbi Lazar only is Maksha Gitin, not Shar Shtaros, because by other Shtaros there's a Pasuk that says that you should put in a Klicharis that it should be Yamdu Yamim Rabim, implying that something like this, which doesn't last, it's, you know, it can fade over time, is, uh, is, is, is not acceptable. Rabbi Yechon says no, it even works for any Shtar according to Rabbi, uh, uh, Rabbi Lazar, but uh, the Laman Yamdu Yamim Rabim is just Eitzatova, it's good advice to make sure that it can last long. This way you'll have your documentation, you're coming back after a long exile, you want to know where your land is, and you want to be able to prove it. That's the main thing. Next we saw that everybody is kosher to write a get, even a chershot v'katan, and then Isha can write her own get, a man can write the shofar, and uh, hand it off to the next person, and then they'll sign it off, and then give it back. Um, and that's fine as well, and we'll see more about that. And that is where we got up to yesterday, and that's the review.